Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. gateway to the fascinating realm of the Miami Dolphins. Join us as we delve deep into the team's dynamic Super Bowl journey. We invite you to share your most scorching takes, unwind, and relish in our captivating Yes, sir. And uh, appreciate you, Al, for coming through. Welcome to the space. Alpha, if you guys don't know, three yards per carry and uh, five reasons sports. So, Al, I'm going give, to give you the floor, kind of introduce yourself. Uh, what do you do at three yards per carry? And go ahead. The floor is yours. Well, uh, we've been doing this podcast for about six years now. We have uh, a Discord, OnlyFins, which is $3 a month. And uh, we do film study on there. Uh, you can listen to, you can watch or read what we write in our own uh, chat. 
And then uh, you have the patron chat, which is about 2,160 members. It grew a little bit uh, by yesterday. Like-minded Dolphin fans who talk about the Dolphins all day. And of course, you know, the backbone of all of this is our podcast, which we do on, we drop on Mondays and Thursdays. And we'll be dropping one today, preview of the the Patriots game. I was listening to you guys uh, a little bit earlier and I kind of like the discussion. I think that some of you, I don't know who was talking about the attrition that this, this system can have on. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think that they, like, look, like if we step away from it, is there something wrong with this team? There's nothing wrong with this team. Like this team is really, really good. Like somebody said earlier, that's something that I said earlier this week as well. Let me know when the Dolphins lose at home with reasonable, you know, health. Because I really don't believe there's a team in the NFL that could beat Miami at home. And so I do ex- I do expect them to go undefeated the rest of the way at home. And if they go undefeated the rest of the way at home, I think they have a really good chance at the number one seed. And if they have the number one seed, obviously I just said I expect them to go undefeated at home. That means I expect them to make the Super Bowl, right? So that's when I'll worry. But are there problems? Yeah, I think there's an over-reliance on Tyreek, and it's all over the film of this last game against the Eagles. There was just – he was the – and I understand that Mike McDaniel is one of these guys, and I and I happen to agree with it, by the way, that he wants to put the ball in the hand – like, if he could put the ball in the hands of Tyreek Hill 40 times in a game, he'll do it. But I think there's something to be said to have a little bit more diversity with the offense, you know, not abandon the run game. I thought that was a really good sign this past week that, you know, they started the, the, their – their game plan off by trying to isolate Hassan Reddick. They realized that wasn't working. And by the way, I was actually shocked that it wasn't working because believe it or not, people that saw Hassan Reddick for the first time, like all season or have seen him for the first time since like the Super Bowl, they were like, yeah, why would you try to run at that guy? Well, the fact is he's one of the worst run defenders in the league. Okay. So that's why you would try to isolate him in the run, but he was actually really good. But I like that they pivot immediately in the second half to their outside runs, their perimeter runs, their their, their power sweeps, their, their toss-crack plays. That's their bread and butter. That's when they're at their best. I thought there was a lot of good from that game. The only bad from that game, I thought there was an over-reliance on making Tyreek the primary. It's not a bad thing if Tyreek is actually drawing attention and we could smoke teams by throwing to Waddle, Cedric Wilson, who I happen to trust, by the way, or maybe even Chase Claypool in his new, newly found package, which we will see eventually. Which is essentially, you know, it's going to be as a commas package since as a commas probably out for the year. So before we begin, I want to uh, say again, thank you for coming through. So we're going to first do the inside leverage questions and then we'll open up the panel a little after. So just be, just be patient with us, uh, Show and, and Steve. And, and then I'll, I'll start this. So, I mean, what are your thoughts overall about the approach on the Patriots? I know we kind of hurt ourselves when we first met them and, and we still were able to uh, win the game. Now that we're home, we're, we're essentially pretty much, what, undefeated at home. And, I, and I'm assuming we're going to look so much better because we know we have a sense of urgency to to get back to the winning column but the Patriots do look like they turned the corner a little bit especially on offense what are your uh, overall thoughts watching the Patriots from week 
what two to to up to now they're a bad team let's let's just get it out on the open they played a great game this past week and this was probably the best game mac jones has played if we didn't know anything we just watched the patriots this past week we would say okay this is going to be a problem like this team is really going to play us tough i feel good about the game for a lot of reasons of course they're at home that's the main reason but i really feel good about the game because matthew judon is not playing and that's a guy who has owned us since he put on a, a patriot uniform he was really good in that second week uh, i charted every single snap that austin jackson took austin jackson has been really really good this year he had six pass pro snaps against matthew judon gave up two pressures gave up a sack okay that's not good that means that one out every two times that he was in pass pro against matthew judon something bad was happening so they're a really talented team on defense problem is most of that talent is on the sideline they do get one coming back now with his uh, jock jones who is a really really nice players really who's he's a really really nice player and I thought he would be, you know, a hot candidate to be traded for a high pick come Tuesday. But maybe that's one of the guys that they're going to try to keep. But they're a talented team. And I really like the way that Mac Jones played against the Bills. That's the best he's played. I don't think this is going to be a pushover. But Miami holds all the cards in this game. They just do. Hey, what's going on? Um, appreciate you yeah. giving us your time again, man. Um, two, uh, well, two, not necessarily a two-part question. Really one question. What to you would you say are the, if you can give me maybe two pleasant surprises and two unpleasant surprises so far from the Dolphins team this season. Because um, we, we've, I think there's been a bunch of pleasant of surprises all overall. But just wanted to hear from you on a couple of positives and maybe a couple of negatives that you didn't expect coming into the season so far. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the, the two positive surprises. One is the obvious one. Austin Jackson's good. And I'm one of those people that were thinking, you know what? You know, maybe we could get away with this, but we got to start thinking about replacing Austin Jackson. Man, he's looking like a guy that's going to stick around for a while. And his age, you know, when you look up at his age, you're like, man, was this like a really, really good draft pick? Like, it's a distinct possibility that this was a massive hit by Chris Greer, at least so far this season through through these games, okay? But that's a very pleasant surprise. The other pleasant surprise, Bradley Chubb playing as advertised. Uh, you can look at, maybe you don't believe in his pass rush win rates or, you know, you want to see some counting stats. Well, now he's giving you those too. He's one of the better pass rushers in the league. So you're getting what you're paying for. And that's how you win in this league. You win by putting your, your money players on the field and then winning with those guys. You lose in this league when you pay players that do not perform. Uh, unpleasant surprises, huh, that's a, that's, it's a tough one because the team has been good, but I'm going to go one unpleasant surprise. Cater Kohu on the perimeter has not played as well as he played last year, and I think it has to do with the system. I think it has to do with the leverages that he's been asked to play and the coverages he's at, he's being asked to play. They're much more difficult than they were last year, and I think it's actually hurting his game. So I think the Vic Fangio system, although we all welcome it, I think kind of hurts Cater Kohu's game and kind of pigeonholes him into a nickel role. Another pleasant, unpleasant surprise because he asked for two brandon jones was so bad in the one game and i thought that he would be a guy that could play in big nickel for us and i think he'd be a base player on our big nickel sets it's looking like that's not gonna happen at least not anytime soon because the one time he was pressing to action he was absolutely awful that was a terrible game that he had against buffalo this by the way this is a team on sunday that you can see us roll out some big nickel against because it just makes sense teams that have a lot of tight ends they want to get the ball to their tight ends they want to 
get their ball to the ball to their backs. That's a team that you can play three safeties against. So I'm I'm interested to see if you know Brandon Jones is gonna progress at all going forward, or maybe they even trade for a safety to fix that issue. Well, one of the things I'm looking forward to is uh, hoping that uh, Connor might play this game. What are your thoughts? Um, is there anything you can provide us that that showed some progress, or do you feel like you should we should um, sit him to the for the Chiefs game next week. Follow me. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of people like complain about this. You know, of, of how our offense has looked with Liam Eikenberg. Look, you gotta, uh, you gotta just you know face the facts. Like this is what it is. Uh, Liam Eikenberg has trained himself on to be pretty much a mediocre NFL center, which is just fine if he's going to be the backup center, which I think that's what he is at this point. Connor Williams might be an elite center. He might be a top five center in this league. If I was doing a list, I'd probably have him in that top five, actually. So when you watch them play, the differences are going to be massive. Look, I think this is an important game. You already had the Bills lose two games inside the division. The Dolphins have an opportunity to go undefeated the rest of the way in side of the division which basically guarantees them the division title it's as simple as that if you go undefeated in the afc east the rest of the way and you win your home games there's almost no scenario where you lose the division title that's important so i consider this game sunday extremely important if he is able to play you suit him up you don't do that mcneese state thing where you know let's just rest him for the big one against the chiefs no no, this is a big one because if you lose this one you're tied and you're tied in the loss column in the division and you lose first place to the bills so no this is an important game if he is healthy i play him he is necessary he elevates this offense exponentially like with Liam you pretty much have to cover for him a little bit like he could do the job but he could do the job that a backup center will do and that's not nowhere near as good as what Connor Williams will do so I plan before you go while that just had one why not play him or practice him as a center in training camp it just it just felt like he was essentially going to be a guard and Dan is just this whole 360 like I wish they would have gave him that opportunity to practice him as center throughout training camp for him to kind of get the groove of things because we felt that in certain, like there were so many instances where if we had a competent center that played a little better, things I think things would have changed as far as the outcome of the game. At least it kept it close. But I feel like I feel like essentially uh, some of what happened is on Liam because either he snapped the ball too slow or the calls were wrong or or, or, or Whatever the case may be, why not practice him at center during training? Uh, it's a great idea, and it's something that they should have done because they did practice him at center in OTAs. He was the starting center in OTAs and took a ton of snaps in OTAs. But that's not the same thing as getting into a game. I even forgot who the hell we played. We played the Texans. I know that. Uh, like maybe in the Texans game, in the second half, have him start the second half as the starting center and have him play an entire half at center. Like that probably would have been a better idea if this is their, their idea going forward. It was evident to me early on in training camp that Liam was not going to be the starting left guard. And I think that they made a mistake. 
by training on all these other guys at center. And then, of course, they traded Feeney. And then once they trade Feeney, now they're back to square one with all of this. So, yeah, I think that was a mistake. He should have been playing in those preseason games. Quick question, man. Can you please talk to me about our anemic tight end room? Even their pass blocking and run blocking has been so far. Uh, I didn't hear most of that. I did hear tight end blocking uh, subpar. Uh, no, I disagree with that, man. Uh, Durham uh, Smythe and oh, Julian oh, Hill look. have been damn good as blockers for most of the year. Uh, I think the word is too bad to answer any questions. I couldn't hear a word. I agree with that. Uh, I will say this. Uh, I think that they've come along really well as blockers, those two guys especially. Durham Smythe has always been a, a good blocker. You know, he got beat a few times against Philadelphia, but like I said before, you know, sometimes the other guy wins. If your guy never went, never lost, then he wouldn't be a guy making three, four, five million dollars a year. He'd be a guy making 15, 18 million dollars a year. But you can't have guys like that all over the field, you know what I mean? So as far as getting them in the offense, Julian Hill's the one that I'm actually surprised about because he came here with that reputation as a really good pass receiver. And he's actually been much better as a blocker and his timing in the passing game, all camp, all training camp was way off. He was not a guy that was going to be involved in the passing game. I like to see uh, then get a little bit more involved and get them stuff that is maybe easier to run stuff that is easier to time up with with two on but uh it hasn't so far you know they're a wide receiver centric passing game. that's that's what they've been all year and you know that they want to get the ball to their backs after that so tight ends are very very low in the priority but i do agree with you you got to diversify you got to try to get those guys involved eventually with supply chains becoming more complex you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments so if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, um, earlier you touched on uh, Liam Eichenberg at center. Um, he's been a uh, much debated topic within the fan base, I'd say, to say the least. Do you foresee him continuing to get the opportunity to improve at the position? And is there a possibility that we... Um, you know, maybe go in a different direction and maybe look to do something at the trade deadline as far as interior offensive line or anything like that? Or, or are there any other positions you think that could possibly be addressed with the trade deadline approaching? Just wanted to kind of see what you can say, which, I mean, if you know a little bit, you know. Yeah, I can tell you, I can tell you that they're, they're, they're involved and they are looking interior offensive line. I also think that they're looking at interior defensive line. I think they're looking at three or four, four positions as far as uh, to improve the team or improve the depth on the team. But I don't know what's really out there. If you start going team for team and looking at what's out there as far as interior defensive line, you know, it's it's going to be tough. Like, there's not much out there. Uh, I mean, in, interior offensive line. I don't. There's just not much out there. I would really look at safety and in the secondary because yeah. there's some players that will be, I think, made available. And I think the Dolphins will be interested in those guys because I think they don't like what they have past their starters at safety. And they could be looking for a third guy to be able to use on Sundays. As far as Liam training on as a, as a center is what they have right now. You don't want him playing six, seven, eight games in a row. So as a backup, I think they're happy to train him on that way. And if they're happy to train him on as the backup center, uh, remember, your center usually stays on the field for most of the year. And if they don't, those are guys that you look to replace at the end of the year because you can't have a center who's injured. That just can't be a thing. And let's be fair, Connor Williams probably could have played one of these games, but they were holding him up because they don't want this thing to be lingering all year with his groin issue. Okay? I, so, I have a last question about that, and then we'll open it up to the uh, panel. Well, hold on, hold on, Junior. Real quick, you, you touched on safety. Any chance that we take a look at Justin Simmons in your in your opinion? I feel like he'd be a great fit. I know he's a little expensive. I seen a scenario in which they discussed possibly eating some of that uh cap in order to facilitate a trade on Denver side. Do you think there's a chance that uh, Fangio brings his boy home? I'm pretty sure he would love to have him. The problem is that you got to look at it like if you're budgeting for your own house, okay? Or if you're budgeting for your own budget, all right? They already have too many expensive players on that side of the ball, and they're going to have to start moving some of that money that they spent this year, probably Emmanuel Ogba, to give it to some players on the offensive side of the ball like Robert Hunt or even Austin Jackson, okay? So adding another expensive secondary player, I think, is not something for this year. It might be something for next year, but even then, you're going to have to start replacing one of the expensive guys. So maybe you bring in a Justin Simmons at the expense of Xavier Howard next year, but I don't think that that's in the cards for this year. As far as safety, I would really take a long look at a one-year rental on Eddie Jackson from the Bears. And the other guy that I would look at pretty strongly is John Johnson of the Rams. Those two guys, uh, one is injured and is coming back soon. And they don't need him because, let's face it, the Bears should be tanking. Uh, they, the Bears should be trying to get that number one and number two pick back-to-back. -back. And the Rams, really, do they need a third safety that they're playing on special teams only right now? They don't. So those are the teams that they should approach. And those are probably the guys that are probably available that you can get. All right, let's open it up to the 
Hold on, hold on. I had a question. Oh, my bad, my bad. The thing is, one of our main homies' birthday, and had he been here, he would have asked you to team Seeler or you team Wilkins. I heard one out of every six words. Are you team Seeler or team Wilkins? I'm team keep both for the rest of their careers here. According to French, you can only keep one, man. We're all team Wilkins, but he's team Seeler. So you got to pick a side. You got to pick a side. Well, Seeler's a little bit is a little bit cheaper and Wilkins already turned down a deal that that should have that he should have probably taken. So I guess team Seeler. <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> wow. Completely agree. Um, I have a question before showtime goes. Robert Jones, how do you feel about him at this point right now um, as far as uh, if he's going to be competing for that left guard spot? Um, I know he's coming from the injury, so it's, it's going to probably take him some time. Um, is there any in the, in inclination that he's going to compete for that spot, or do they, do they want to give – Lester Cotton one more try this week before they make a decision. Well, the the last time we saw Robert Jones, he was moving up the 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 depth chart. And anybody who watched them in training camp and watched them in the installs and watched them in the indoor sessions kind of knew what they were thinking with Robert Jones. He was going to be the top backup uh, guard on the team, meaning he was going to be the, the top backup at left guard and the top backup at right guard. Then he got injured. And once he got injured, everybody started scrambling around behind him. So it was obvious from almost day one that they wanted Isaiah Wynn to win the left guard spot. Then he started winning the left guard spot. And then it was obvious that Robert Jones was going to get the backup spot. I think he's the emergency plan and I think they want to be slow and deliberate with him. They don't want him, you know, back on IR or gone for the year because I think now he becomes important because I know he can do the job and I do like a lot of things for him. Okay. Uh, you got to look at it this way, but we're a little bit different than most teams. We have a, not that we have a small quarterback, but we have a shorter quarterback. So our, our quarterback, it gets more affected than most by pressure, interior pressure. So you got to think of our guards as like our tackles. So you got to look at it this way. Who's basically defending or blocking Tua's blind, blind spot, blind side? It's probably what is right now the best guard in football in Robert Hunt. One thing I do like about Robert Jones and why I would like him at left guard eventually, if Lester Cotton doesn't work out, his anchor is solid. He gives up no ground and he's powerful on gap runs. So what you're going to lose with him is the mobility that you got with your outside zone runs and your outside zone calls, but he doesn't allow interior pressure which is what I like. I like Tua to have, look, if you're going to give up any pressure on Tua, you give it up on the outside and he sees it and he could get the ball out quick. He, You get pressure up on him up the middle and that's going to muddle things because that's going to get him off of his spot and resetting to throw the football. So I think Robert Jones is going to have every opportunity to take that spot if Lester Cotton just falters it just a little bit. But they like the idea that they're going to have, they have enough depth there that you know they have two guys they can trust at this point. But I would I would say that Lester Cotton is going to start on Sunday because uh, Robert Jones already missed one practice due to a personal reason. I think he's practicing today, but that's just enough for him to be suited up like he was this past week and be the the chief backup at guard. Alpha again from uh, Three Yards Per Carry is joining us. Uh, Alpha, I don't know if you have a couple more minutes to answer some more questions. Um, we're enjoying the conversation, man. Appreciate you being here. Um, do you have a few? Uh, yeah, I could do a few more minutes. Hey, I could hey, do it to, like, look, it's 4.52. I could do five. Up to five. I don't think you can hear me. It's, it's cool. 
Uh, we'll come back. Go back down, and I'll, I'll bring it back up. Uh, uh, what What are your overall thoughts on on the defense? Um, I know the last few weeks, in my opinion, I feel like they've been coming around and, and playing a lot better. Do you feel like the uh, the defense is ascending in the right direction? And how um how likely do you think it is we see Ramsey uh, this week? All right, guys, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, did okay. you hear my? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I heard most of it. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey, I think will play this week because he's had he's been in the installs this week, and if he's going to be in the installs this week, why would you waste install time on guys that are not going to play, especially in the secondary where they had to be essentially coordinated and know all the calls, right? So I would say he's going to play this week. Uh, how do I like the defense going forward, man? They've been getting better, and, and look, I really like their game against the Eagles. It was just a couple of plays here or there where Jalen Hurts broke contain and made a play outside of their offense. So I like what's happening with the defense, and they're going to be getting healthier. So, you know, and once you're adding, you're going to add a basically a, a, essentially a first ballot Hall of Famer in Jalen Ramsey. So you got to be better. And I like all, how all these numbers are trending up. Like, you know, that's a really good offensive line that the Eagles have. And the Dolphins got consistent pressure almost all day. So, but, yeah, I like the way that they're trending up on the defensive side. Not of only did they get pressure, but I said this. Like, we we did stop them on third down. They just did that damn touch push it every time. Like, offense is not going to be Yeah, like, how, to, how many times they did? Like, look, against normal teams, when, when you force fourth and right. one, like, you're usually pretty excited about that, right? Because you're coming off the field, and they're going to punt. Not not against that team. It's always first and nine against that team. So, that's, that's, that's what I took away from it was good for me. I'm like, not, not too many teams going to be able to do that. So, if we are able to stop them on three downs, but they do that on fourth, like, I, I, can't, I can't be bad. Like, they do that to everybody. So, it's not like they only did it on us, and everybody else has been stopping them when they do that. So, any other teams are not going to be able to do that with their quarterback against us. So, I'm good. I, I, I've seen the defense getting better. So, I, I'm with you. Hey, can I get this? I don't think I have one. Hey, can y'all hear me? Yeah, I got you. Hey, Al, what do you think about Nick Needham as AP? Is he going to give us anything this season on that? Because I know, he, to me, he's a great nickel. But I heard, I've seen some safety work. So, what do you think about that going forward? Well, they obviously need help at, at safety because they don't like what they have there right now behind Deshaun Elliott and, J- and Javon Holland. And you do need three safeties. Like, that's a position where you actually need three guys. You don't need two. So, yeah, if they're going to train them on as a dime player, that'd be awesome because they do play some dime. So, and they are going to play some teams going forward that they're going to need dime against, namely the Chiefs, Dallas. They're going to need dime play against as well. So, yeah, I, I, I love to see it, you know. But I believe it when I see it, though, because he had a long road. He did not look good when he started the season, but he's looking better now. And he's another guy who's who's practicing. So that's a that's a that's a really good sign that you know his window's open and he's now practicing, which means he's gonna be activated and he's gonna be in uniform. And more importantly, they need bodies on special teams, and we know he's good on special teams. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. What about Armstead? When when do you think he might come back ne- next week as well? He comes off he comes off for next week against the Chiefs. So you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if they'll activate him for that. Like, maybe you want to, you know, let him absorb the the bye week as well so he could be really acclimated and then have him ready for the Raider game. But he's eligible to be in uniform and playing next week. I thought, you know, I thought that they were, were going to kind of get him going this so, week. So, and out. then. So everybody free next week, right? Everybody free. Everything is, is, is based on practice now. But anybody could go next week. Yeah, except HN. HN can't go into the Raider game. That is insane. 
So, so yeah, the entire team's healthy. Essentially, essentially the Raider game, the entire team's healthy. Except, you know, you did lose Isaiah Wynn, and I think it's for the season. But we shall see. That means yet another look at a guard this offseason. But that's to be continued. Alfman, wanted to say thank you again for coming through. I know you mentioned about you're working on the Three Yards Per Carry podcast. Is there anything else you want to um, let the fans know where to find you and anything else you're working on? Well, you can always, you know, check out our pin tweet on our Three Yards Per Carry uh, Twitter account. That's the number three yards per carry. You check the pin tweet on there. It lets you know how you could get onto our Discord, OnlyFans. Uh, if you don't want to do that, you can take it from my word. It's you go to discord.gg forward slash OnlyFans and you can sign up there for $3 a month. Like I said, we have over 2,100 members right now. You could be one of them. Yeah, and with the trade deadline coming up, you definitely want to keep yourself informed. I'm sure they're going to definitely have some good stuff on OnlyFans uh, for the trades coming up. So definitely uh, tap in, man. It's only $3 a month, guys. And, and go ahead and definitely show your support. If not, just uh, tune into the podcast. Alf, we appreciate you giving us your time today, man. It's been awesome and, and very informative. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, man, thanks. Oh, that was, it's been great, man. Appreciate you.